8.02 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Brough, Sportsnet 650. How are you feeling? Because I heard you had basketball last night. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. Um, I've been playing for... We re- restarted uh, our, our run that got shut down at, during COVID. Right, okay. So we just started it in the summer. So I've had like two months of getting into it and playing and yet you still come in every morning after basketball you're like i'm dying yeah i'm still physically broken every Mm -hmm. time i play but while playing i've noticed i start i don't pull up with so many injuries anymore (laughs) every week it's been a little bit better like i didn't blow up my calf this week that's good yeah yeah it's good yeah Yeah, in progress yeah now the problem is i think we're losing our gym so if any of you out there have uh gym rentals available Get a hold of me. Find okay. me on Twitter. We need a new gym. That's so, good. Yeah. I, I, did you hear about my sports day yesterday? You did the golf and then beer league hockey yeah. got underway yesterday. I went right. I walked the golf course like a big boy <laughs> and then got in my car and drove right to hockey. Wow. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like hosting a show with Jim Thorpe. And at the end of the day, I was like, God, I'm bad at both of these sports. <laughs> How was the start of the hockey season? It was hard, man. It's hard. We played a younger team, oh. and they're just, like, naturally in shape. And we we're all like, well, this is my first time on skates in quite a while. I've been uh, – we were eating a lot of Nutella right. over, over the offseason, like Andre Kuzmenko used you actually to. Have a, you actually have the crest. Yeah, we're sponsored. Patch. Yeah, sponsored yeah, by sponsored. Nutella. Do you need a young, youthful goaltender to, to spice things up for your team, bro? Are you, are you looking uh, for do a you new know home? one? Yeah. Are you no. Look, are you looking for a new home? Well, I don't usually take a team during the year. Right, I just, just fill in. Yeah, because I work a lot of. Goalie, I work yeah. Friday nights. I work Saturday nights. So I just, you know, as a goalie, you're in high demand, right? So shout out to all because beer league started this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to all the guys that feel like crap this morning, or <laughs> yesterday morning, or tomorrow morning. It's going to be a few weeks before you get back into shape. Mm. Uh, do we have Tyler at the ready now? Okay, Tyler Zickle is supposed to be joining us here in the eight o'clock hour to discuss. The weekend that will be at Nat Bailey. But before we get into all that, let's take care of some business. It is the final hour, the 8 o'clock hour of the Halford & Bruff Show. Halford & Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience a Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in hour three of this program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintec studio, Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintec.net. Finally, uh, in this hour, actually, in the next half hour, we're going to be giving away tickets to see Adam Sandler, the I Missed You Tour. Now, not only is this tour rolling through Vancouver on Thursday, August the 12th, the tour actually begins right here in Vancouver on the West Coast. How cool is that? If you want to go to the opening night of the tour, we're giving away tickets uh, to the best what we learns today and tomorrow. So get them in right now. The Dunbar Lumber text line is 650 uh, hashtag it WWL. Do not forget to add the ticket emoji mm. into the text. That enters you into the grand prize draw to get a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler, the I Missed You Tour. It rolls through Vancouver on Thursday, October 12th. All right, we've got Tyler Zickel on the line. Good morning, Tyler. How are you? Good morning, boys. Seas tied 1-1 in the Northwest League Championship Series. Best of times, worst of times in Everett. 3 nothing shutout win Tuesday, and then a 10 nothing shutout loss last night. So wow. That's a best of three starting Friday at the NAC. Who do they think they are, the Blue Jays losing 10 nothing? <laughs> 
Oh, I mean, next level, baby. <laughs> Can you walk us through the first two games of this Northwest League Championship Series? Tell us what happened other than they got the win that they wanted in the first game and then got the doors blown off them in the second. Well, Tuesday night, Adam Mako, the number 23 Blue Jays prospect, who, of course, was the big prospect return in the Teoscar Hernandez deal offseason. Uh, he was over from the Mariners, and he was pitching against his former team. He was an Everett Aquasock last year. Uh, and he really shoved five innings with the one infield hit. Uh, it was 14 and two thirds consecutive hitless innings for Mako to wrap up the season, including the playoffs. He set the tone. The Seas capitalized on some offensive opportunities early, and then they pitched their way to the shutout with some uh, relievers that came in and were dominant. Ian Churchill specifically, two and two thirds high leverage innings, stranding runners on base throughout those later innings. So really, just a complete vintage Seas win, like they've been doing all year long. And then last night. A two-out walk set the table for a three-run home run in the bottom of the first, and they scored a run again in the second. And then they ran into six runs in the third, the Everett Aquasox did, thanks in part to a grand slam uh, from a guy who didn't hit a home run in the calendar year 2023. So that was just kind of the way it was going. Uh, we know Everett's a quite the uh, persnickety team, if you will. They've been playing really well in the second half. So we're in for a bit of a dogfight this weekend, but it's going to be a blast. Good use of the word persnickety. I like that. With the series tied 1-1, as you mentioned, shifts back to Rogers Field and Nat Bailey Stadium. So game three Friday night, game four Saturday. Friday night's going to be beautiful weather, by the way. That, like, yeah. It's just a perfect chance to go out to the Nat. And then if required, uh, deciding game five on Sunday. So what are some of the keys for the C's? Oh, that rhymes as the series moves back to Vancouver. Well, first and foremost, continuing the home field advantage. The C is the best team in minor league baseball and one of, if not the best team in all of baseball, big leagues or minor leagues at home, even with the struggles at the end of the season over that two-week homestand. So first and foremost, using that home cooking to the C's advantage is going to be a sellout tomorrow night, almost a sellout already for Saturday. Tickets still available at CanadiansBaseball.com. But that's going to be crucial. Uh, nobody plays better at home in front of the home fans than the C's do. So using that home field advantage to score early and then using the terrific pitching, which has been the calling card of the Canadians all year. They wrapped up the regular season with the lowest team ERA and the best bullpen in the Northwest league. Get those early opportunities, build that lead. The C's really good when they score first as well. And then let that pitching take care of the rest. Last night in the loss, they fell behind early. They were in a big hole before they could really get the bats going. So just don't hurt yourself. They walked a lot of guys last night as well. So really just trusting in what these guys have been doing all season long, getting the early lead and then protecting it in front of the home crowd. And the Seeds have a great chance to win that fifth Northwest League title since 2011. Hey, Tyler, is Nat Bailey still considered a pitcher's ballpark? That's a good question. You know, this year we've seen more balls flying out of there than usual. I think still on balance, it's a place that pitchers certainly prefer over like Funko Field, for example, where even I might be able to pop one up in the air and get it out of there. Where's that? So certainly Nat Bailey playing as a, uh, a pitcher's park, more so as a hitter's park. But since 2015, of course, they added the porch. They brought the fences in a little bit. It's shifted towards the offense, uh, but a great opportunity for pitchers like the Canadians who have such great arms both in the bullpen and the rotation, to take advantage of uh, certainly some more favorable dimensions as opposed to Everett, where one of those home runs would not have gotten out at the Nat last night if we were playing in Vancouver instead. 
I remember back in the day when the C's were triple A, Nat Bailey was considered like this pitcher's ballpark. It was like if you actually were able to hit a home run, it was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And then the Calgary right. the Calgary Cannons played in Foothill Stadium, and I guess because of the air there too, it was just like home run central. And I think the Cannons were the Mariners. Uh, farm team. At any rate, I'm old and I have memories. Um, <laughs> is there is there like a is there like in 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 the C's league? Is ever considered like the launching pad stadium, or is there another one where there's Everett a lot of is home definitely run? the one. Right. Yeah, Everett is the one where uh, they call it the bandbox down there, and the Aquasox offensive numbers are typically on the elevated side. They had the home run king last year. They had the number one home run hitter this year as well. Uh, guys who certainly are good players, but when you spend 66 games at Funko Field where you know it's 320 feet down the left field line, you're going to be able to run into some pop-up home runs. So Everett's certainly the place where everybody in this league goes uh, to pad those offensive stats <laughs> a little bit. And then you come to Vancouver and, you know, the air is a little bit heavier here and the ballpark's certainly different. Uh, there's no wind blowing out the same way like in Everett typically. So certainly Everett is the place. Hitters delight. And then the other five stops in the circuit, not nearly as friendly for the uh, slugging percentage. Well, Tyler, enjoy the series. Uh, uh, as you mentioned, Friday is sold out. Saturday, there's still some tickets available. Um, hopefully, the C's wrap this thing up on Saturday. But if they haven't and they force game five, that goes Sunday afternoon at Nat Bailey. Tyler, enjoy the series. Thanks, guys. Best of three. No way to finish in style than a, with a couple of wins this weekend to hoist the pennant. So thanks for having me as always. I know y'all will be rooting, and cheers to everybody else rooting on the seas over the course of this weekend. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. That's, uh, Take care. That is Tyler Zickel, the play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canadians, who are in action this weekend. Your last chance to see ball locally. Right, if you hadn't had a chance to get out to the net mm-hmm. and you missed all the summer of baseball, I only got I only got to go once all summer, which is disappointing. Yeah, I only won a couple things. Yeah, so this is it. Last chance, and the pennant is on the line, as Tyler mentioned. Okay. Uh, Let's do some what we learned here. Uh, I learned that the Netflix golf documentary series Full Swing will not have full access at the Ryder Cup. Hmm. The Ryder Cup's coming up in a couple weeks. It's going to be played in Italy. Uh, The Americans are the favorites, but U.S. captain... Zach Johnson uh, says he spoke to all 12 players on his team when concerns were raised about a film crew in the team rooms, and they unanimously decided to keep certain areas off limits. Now, the PGA and Netflix is saying, listen, Netflix is going to be there, but there are just certain areas where they won't be allowed. And I get it. Like, I... If I'm if I've got a team, whether it's like a golf team that's being put together temporarily, or um, you know the more traditional team that's together full time, like you got to have a safe space there. You can't have Netflix or you can't have these documentary crews around everything. But the problem is, is you would think at least that the interesting stuff is going to happen in the safe rooms. Yeah, and for this tournament in particular, right? Because it's such a unique format. One. Two, it doesn't happen every year. It's not an annual event. Yeah. It's not like, and, and and three, it's the one time I always say this like it's why it interests me. But the only thing interesting to me about golf is because you go from being an individual event to a team event, mm. and the dynamic changes. Oh, the Ryder Cups! The Ryder Cups incredible. Yeah. It is incredible drama, 
And although the Americans are favored, there's something that happens when they go play in Europe. Yeah, so it's it's a bummer, as Greg pointed out, they should call it half swing, that full swing <laughs> isn't going to get all the access that it normally would get. I don't, I don't Check I, swing. I understand that the tournament is important. I understand they're highly competitive, and I understand the desire to win. But for me, with things like this, you're either in or you're out. Mm-hmm. You either say, hey, we, golf, want more exposure. We want to be more recognizable. We're doing all of these initiatives to try and raise our profile and, and grow the game. And then at the one really interesting part where it's actually difficult to make the difficult decision is on the horizon. You decide to to punt on it. Like mm-hmm. open it up, man. What's the worst that's going to happen? What What is the worst that's going to happen? Well, the worst that's going to happen is that things that need to be said don't get said. Right. I think the worst that's going to happen is guys are going to lose focus on the Ryder cup. Do you know how difficult it would be to have cameras? Imagine if cameras, imagine how blatantly different we would be uh, if cameras were following us, not just not on the air, that's fine. We yeah, put everything sure. out on the air. What about between breaks? Yeah, hey, it would be, it'd be tough, without question. It yeah. would be a very difficult thing because all you're trying to do is laser focus, but you've also got the added responsibility. No, you, you couldn't be yourself. Yeah, you couldn't. And you've got the added responsibility of um, bringing that into a team environment. Like, there's guys that are counting on you. Yeah. One thing about golf, like, Laddie would get canceled. Probably. With all his off-color jokes all that, he, that he tells the, between the breaks. As soon as the break hits, it's just all like the a string cr- of them. All the things you believe. That's why we don't have a dog. What's going on? Text <laughs> inbox would have a field day. That's why we don't have a dog cam. It's too risky. <laughs> anyway, I gotta be and my right. outfits. They're yeah. just uh, give, us a, give us a moo cow on, on that one. Uh, so we ran through all of the football stuff, right? We've got, um, sorry, the, 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 the American football. I wanted to do, well, it's still North American football, European football. Remember yesterday when we had Axel Schuster on the show mm-hmm. and we talked about the departure of Sergio Cordova from the Whitecaps? Hasn't been made official yet, but he's on his way to a Turkish club because they found a buyer and the Turkish transfer window is still open. So farewell to Sergio Cordova. And then after that, I said, I'll be really curious to see what the Caps do here because there's suddenly this open spot on the roster. Right. And then you and I started talking about this influx of Canadian internationals with Richie Larea and Sam Atacube. Well, according to JJ Adams, White Caps beat writer for the province, the Caps are going back to that Canadian international well to fill that gap that Cordova left with Jonathan David. No. <laughs> Damn, you steal my thunder. <laughs> Junior Hoyland, who we talked about on the show yesterday. So Junior Hoyland is out of contract right now. He's playing with Reading in the championship, and he, of course, played with Canada mm-hmm. at the World Cup in Qatar and was a pretty important player in that run of qualification. I really like Hoyland as a player. He's been one of the guys that's been around this national team for a long time. Not quite a Tiba Hutchinson long time, but he's right there in terms of... 33 years old. He's answered the call for a long time. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, he was one of the premier Canadians playing in Europe. Now, I know he's playing at the highest issue, but he comes aboard, veteran guy, um, another Canadian international, so a really interesting ploy by the Whitecaps, both mm-hmm. in terms of strategy and I think almost marketing. And I love the pickup. I think it's great. 
He's a super tricky player, super creative, very dynamic on the ball. One of those guys that you can put in a one-on-one situation and just say, hey, just go create something. So with all, with all these changes to the Whitecaps, uh-huh. what is their identity now? Like, what are they, what are they, how would you, what are they? What are they? Where Where's their strength? Is it in the midfield with Ryan Gold? Is that is that their strength? Or Hoylet and Gold playing together is going to be tons of fun to watch. Okay. Because they actually have some similar attributes. And I, I often describe Gold as being a very tricky player because mm-hmm. he's very, very dynamic on the ball. And you love guys that can create something out of nothing where you're just like, hey, why don't you take on that back? Because I bet you can beat them. Uh, they're good. They're they're fun to watch. This has been one of the most fun teams. Because remember, when they had that success under Carl Robinson back in the day, mm. they were a very defensively stout team, like Kendall Waston. Right. They, they kept the ball out of the net. And then as we saw when it got to crunch time, they were more than happy to play goalless draws. Right? That was, right. That was Robbo Ball in a nutshell. Mm. Vanny, who I like, even though he's a bit of a mad scientist at times, he he's concerned with the way that the game is to be played, right? There's got to be a certain flair and a certain element of... He has a respect for the game and yeah, it can't right. be boring. Yeah, you don't want... I mean, he understands that part of this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. So they're a fun team to watch. They've flown under the radar all year. And now, I, I don't know how you say uh, we're the... We want to be Canada's team. Mm-hmm. But I think they're trying to go that, ro- that route because Toronto FC is not Canada's team. If is TFC going to make a bunch of big changes? I though? don't know. They must. They're they're going to have to, right? I don't know. I mean, they have to gut this thing. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that Herdman's going to come aboard and been like, okay, Insigne, let's talk. Well, like, I don't. I don't think that's going to. Whitecaps are in Toronto to play TFC Saturday. That is correct. Four thirty. Give us a moo cow on that. I have another. What we learned. Wow. And, yeah. Two. What we learned. Two. What we two learned. Two football. Unless you. Unless you've got one, laddie. Or a dog? I I was gonna do a quick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, you well, go, you go I just, for it. I want to say I I learned it's officially hockey season back again. I'm back calling games. I called my first play by play of the Delta Ice Hawks two days ago. You guys are playing games. They're already? playing games already. Mm-hmm. There's one tonight in North Delta at Sun God Arena, six thirty p.m. Are you doing how many play by play games do you do a year? Uh, I do every Tuesday night. Every so Tuesday in Delta, night. every Tuesday night, and then of course this week with the extra game this Thursday night tonight in North Delta, how, I get a bonus game. How intense is the Delta Derby, this one that you're going to call. You know what a Derby is, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How, how intense is the Delta Derby that you're calling? What are, so, sorry, what are the teams? The teams tonight? Yeah. Uh, tonight the, they play the North Van Wolfpack. Okay, no, no, the Delta Derby. What the are Delta, the teams involved in the Delta Derby? There is no Delta Derby. I don't no, know what is my talking about. No. That you said they were, I thought you said it was Delta versus North Delta. South no, Delta they're playing North in North Delta oh, at Sun God Arena. Bad. Sorry. I they usually they should, play in Ladner, Ladner yeah, right. where the Giants practice. I thought there was a North Delta and South. No, there's they're just expanding their horizons. I'm a Vancouver guy. None of these names mean anything to me. (laughs) Sun God Arena should have some relevance. Oh yeah, yeah, being from the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They just want to show the love to North Delta, and they're having a game there tonight. So I'm just excited. Their junior hockey's back. It's my thing. We did this one time. We it was a slow time, and it's junior A hockey, and it's junior A hockey. hockey Uh, But we did this one time. Was we got everyone from all of the communities in British Columbia to say who was their biggest rival, like their biggest crosstown rival. Mm. I can't remember who North Delta's was. Well, throw it out there right now. Yeah. Who, hey, North Delta people, who's your biggest rival? Besides traffic. Well, probably yeah. Surrey. They're right on the border. <laughs> and, and honestly, this conversation, there's so many jokes that you can make, right? So, and I won't make them. North Delta and South that. Delta do have a bit of a, no, I know. a rivalry, even yeah. though there's only one junior team there. But. Right. 
Um, the, the, the what schools. was what was the keenest rivalry? Was it Chilliwack and Abbotsford? That was big. Yeah, Courtney Comox is a big rivalry. <laughs> I, big, I know a few yeah, people that grew up there, and one. they say it's huge. Yeah, there's some people that were dug in pretty good on the on the 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 inner like town or city. Yeah, yeah one guy got killed with a trident. Yeah, he had to lay low for a bit. <laughs> All right, give us a moo cow on that. Uh, I will do my what we learn, and it's about Alec Manoa. Um, John Schneider, manager, addressed the latest news with Manoa and why he took so long to report to AAA Buffalo. And he said, uh, Manoa took a little bit of time to report. We, meaning us and him, wanted to make sure he was physically in a good spot to ramp back up. And then when he got there, I think just the timing of the season isn't going to be enough for him to get stretched back out. At the current time, it feels like he's not ready to compete, so we're going to respect that and kind of move on from it, but we've been working through every decision with him together as a group and respecting his requests along the way. So there are still a lot of specifics that we're not hearing about this, Um, but I think it's fair to wonder at this point if not only what Manoa's future is with the Blue Jays, if he has a future with the Toronto Blue Jays. Things have gone that pear-shaped and there's a lot of rumors and there's a lot of speculation and every time um, you get answers from the organization like John Schneider here you're still like yeah I still feel like I don't understand what's going on here mm-hmm. right it didn't clear a lot up yeah yeah like I think I have a I think I have a pretty good idea of what's gone on but oh can you yeah. let us in on oh, it oh I explained it yesterday I think the first time he went on uh, assignment. He did it begrudgingly, mm-hmm. but did it because the club asked them to. And then he came back and pitched. And then the club was like, we need to win baseball games and you're not going to win us baseball games right, right now. You're maybe our sixth best pitcher and maybe is in all caps. So we're going to send you away from the team again because we can't have you just hanging around. There'd be too many distractions if Alec Manoa was sitting in the dugout all the time, but never pitching. Yeah, And Manoa was like, I disagree with this. I think that I can. I am one of your best five pitchers. Uh, I'm not hurting physically enough to the point where I can't go. Mm-hmm. And now there's a big divide. And they're like, oh, you're not one of our best because five pitchers. Because I did notice that a lot of people were referencing Yusei Kikuchi last year when he was struggling and how selfless he was in offering himself up to be demoted to the bullpen or maybe even go on assignment in the minors. I'm like, well, that's an interesting thing that's suddenly popping up is the Kikuchi contrast the juxtaposition the comparison mm. so that's what i think is going on right now all right give us a moo cow on that uh, the answer is ladner by the way ladner that is south delta north delta's biggest rival south delta ladner but i i like but that is ladner right yeah i know but that's that, that's, that's confirmed the answer mm-hmm. so we know that now i'd say maybe bigger with surrey i don't know surrey has langley and that's true. There's so many jokes. I just I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates each other equally. No, 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 gathered. no. Oh, and by uh, Coquitlam, Port, Port Coquitlam is a long-standing one, right? That's, right. Yeah. yeah. Co- Coquitlam versus Poco. Yeah. That's yeah. Because long Poco would be like, hey, we've got a port. What do you guys? What do you have? got? <laughs> Again, Train. so many jokes I could make right now, but I'm not going to. Uh, we got to go to break. We're gonna come back. Humanoid. What we learns and the winner. For a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler's stand-up tour in Vancouver on October the 12th. Was I saying August the 12th earlier? I don't, I don't listen to you. Okay. Someone accused, two people accused me of saying August the 12th. I think I might have just been slurring October. 
but it's October the 12th. We are not giving away tickets to a concert and a stand-up that happened a month ago. Just to clear that up, okay? One final segment to come. Get your What We Learns in. Add the ticket emoji to go see Sandler. It's the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Hitting the most important topics for Vancouver sports fans. The People's Show with Vic Nazar. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. It's what we learn time. On the show. 8.32 on a Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Alfred and Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in Hour 3 of the program. It is what we learned time. Hour 3 is brought to you by Campbell and Pound, real estate appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump right into the humanoid submissions. We're going to fire up the dot matrix. I'm going to tell you that what happened is brought to you by the BC Construction Safety Alliance, making safety simpler by giving construction companies the best in tools, resources, and safety training. Visit them online at bccsa.ca. Before we get to the submissions, we're going to announce the winner of a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler do stand-up in Vancouver on October 12th. Not August, October 12th. A couple of people said, I said August, I apologize. Thursday, October 12th. It's the Adam Sandler I Missed You Tour. It kicks off in Vancouver. Andy, who are we giving the tickets to today? Uh, Neil from Langley has won them for this What We Learned. Uh, Just like Billy Madison had to go back to school to prove he was not a fool, the Blue Jays hitters need to go back to hitting school to prove to the fans that they are not fools. Back to school. To prove to dad that I'm not a fool. How could you not love that, bro? How could you be so dead I was so just going to say that sarcastically. <laughs> How could you not think that's really funny? I have aired. I, I, need, to, I need to remind everybody. Oh, you've aired again? Yeah. Wow. I was focused on the one thing, and then I forgot about the other thing. I'm the same way. Yeah, okay. Laddie, was, Laddie pointed this out. What we learned is brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation at $200 off. Visit GetFirePlan.com. Oh, my God! We're having a fire plan! I know you missed it because I have to hit a button. Yeah. You, Solid drops, though, Laddie. Well played. Well played. Okay. Let's go. What we learned humanoid style. Uh, and the I just want to say, the Dunbar Lumber text line is now a complete mishmash of Adam Sandler quotes, <laughs> interprovincial rivalries. Right. Right. Someone, who was it that texted in? I can't remember, said that there's an actual, and I don't know if this is true or not. It's only one person's opinion. But he's suggesting that there is a inter or intramunicipal rivalry within Port Coquitlam between North Poco and South Poco. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, everywhere has a north and south. Yeah, but not a, like a defined north and south. So I don't, I don't know what the deal is here. This is a sort of like Springfield Shelbyville thing. Did you spike their water supply or steal their lemon tree? But mm-hmm. I need to know more. I am fascinated 
by all of these. Because one day when the Halford and Bruff show goes out on the road and does our BC tour, we are going to pit the communities against one another. Yeah. It will be some sort of like Finns versus Sharks. and You've heard of like bringing of, communities the, together. The Jets, We're the opposite of that. The Finns versus the Sharks? The Jets and the Finns and the Finns and the Sharks and whatever other... The Finns versus what the are, Sharks. Whatever choreographed Can you dance. stop rambling for five seconds so I can read some what we learned? Yes. What we learned, this is from Jeremy from Souk. I learned that Ole Ulevi has signed a PTO with the Coyotes. If he can't make that team, it should tell him something. Well, Shea from Mission... As of what we learned, Ole Ulevi signed with the Yotes and will turn into a good top four defenseman. I don't know about that. Yikes. Uh, Schaefer mission, the only one still with faith. If I'm not mistaken, Ole Ulevi uh, is doing... Remember when Scotty Upshaw signed the PTO with the Canucks Mm -hmm. and then got a free trip to China for the preseason and then came back? What's Ole... They're going going to Australia. Australia. Oh, does he get to go though? I, I'm pretty sure because they signed they signed 11 PTOs, right? Which leads me to believe that like we're just taking a bunch of guys. They, I think they're going to play a couple games down there, mm. so maybe they like one day you play, and when you're not playing, you get to go see the sights or box a kangaroo or whatever you do down on us. Oh, Levy showed up to like his first meeting. He's like, "Good eye." <laughs> Are you wearing a leather hat? <laughs> yeah, um, I've always wanted to meet a koala. Yeah, like I think I I think that that's part of the allure with this because 11 guys signed PTOs. Either that or maybe they send one team to Australia and then another team has to stay behind and do NHL duties. Mike and Van, what we learned, Luke Shen could be the opening act of the Adam Sandler I Miss You Tour here in Vancouver. What an eloquent and stand-up guy. I miss his steady presence. They couldn't couldn't afford him now. He priced himself out of coming back to Vancouver. Three years, $8.25 million. Yeah. Awesome for him. Like that's super happy for yeah, him. That's great. Yeah. I've already asked him for a loan. Uh Matt with a what we learned, hashtag WWO what we learned. You know what? He gave it to me. That's such a good guy. Yeah. Stand up guy. Uh Matt just learned that Adam Sandler is worth four hundred and twenty million. You should mm-hmm. get him to give you a loan. And he has a new deal for two hundred and fifty million on the table. Then he writes, Weird noises and playing the same character in every movie really pays off. Matt, come on. That's not fair. Maybe early on you could say that like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison were all sort of derivative of the same guy. You know, Uncut Gems was a, a far cry from the usual Adam Sandler. He's, he's got some reach and some range, but make no mistake, uh, Adam Sandler's pretty much hacked life. He's figured it out. He's like, I'm just going to make a bunch of movies real quick and churn out the content with my buds. Yeah, he does one with It's that Happy Madison Productions. Yep. And then... Uh, he just kind of rolls around wearing oversized basketball gear and playing basketball. He really likes basketball. He made that basketball movie, as a matter of fact. The one with, uh, I forget the name of it now, with Hernan Gomez. But anyway, I, I, I growing what up. Was your, what was your favorite Paul Blart? Uh, was, it, <laughs> was, the, was it the original Did they Paul do the Paul Blart? Blart? Was that uh, Happy Madison? Cop, or was yeah. it Paul Blart? He's tight with Kevin James. Mall I know Cop that. 2. Mall Cop 2, for sure. That, Paul Blart Paul, 7 was the best of the bunch. <laughs> Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, cost $30 million to make. Not a lot of special effects. And Paul Blart, Mall Cop... Mall, I can't even say it. Mall Cop 2. $107 million at the box office. That's Why do you think Adam Sandler makes so much money? He just knows how to... This tr- is grown-ups. I'm, yeah. God, I remember my buddy was like... <laughs> I saw the trailer for Grown Ups, and I'm like, that looks awful. And my buddy's like, I can't wait to see Grown Ups. 
<laughs> We're not going to see like sack that. lunch. Yeah. So Grown Ups, Grown Ups Two, cost eighty million to make, two hundred and forty-seven million dollars at the box. The bulk office. of that was their salaries. I'm pretty sure. And also, I yeah. guarantee you that the special guest is going to be David Spade. I would 100% bet money on that. The special. Do you guest have a favorite Happy Spade. Madison movie of the bunch? Happy Madison? Yeah, of the ones that oh, Sandler's oh, production, oh, production sorry, company. Yeah. I, I have one. It's sort of under the radar, though. What's that? It's called Grandma's Boy. I thought you were going to say Punch Drunk Love. That's not... Grandma's Boy. I've Grandma's Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Nobody Well, you're talking about the the show, the movies he produced. Yeah, the movies from his production company. He's not even in this. That's right. Was Adam Driver in that? Uh, no. Like it was way before he got his start? No. Grandma's you, Boy starred his guy. caddy from Happy, uh, Happy yeah. Gilmore, which is like one of his best buds in real yeah, life. Yeah, I've, seen him in his movies. I've seen Grandma's Boy. That, that one only snuck out a $1 million profit. <laughs> because it was actually good. That's, um... Low-brow humor. Oh, my God. Deuce Bigelow had a... Had a had a Deuce Bigelow European gigolo. You know what's happened right now? What You're, the hell is going on? Have you ever seen the, the roast of Larry the Cable Guy when Greg Giraldo gets up there? With no... Uh, no. I yeah, and, and, he's, and he's like, how are you famous? <laughs> and then he, go, he goes in on people. He's like, he's like, most people go to your shows because they think they're meeting an actual cable guy. <laughs> they're like, you should have other things that people that your crowds never see, like Larry the dentist or Larry the high school it's, diploma. It's like, he just savages them. But then he's like, how are you making so much money and so popular? And I, a legitimate comic, have done nothing. Because these guys are likable. Well, that's but, but that's, that's it, like, it though, when right? You, like, when they you, don't take themselves too seriously. Like you take yourself seriously with Phil. he's an everyman. You to, you, oh you, God! But no, but you want to see good <laughs> the guy who's like I loved Iron Eagle. <laughs> yeah, uh, I take cool. myself really seriously cool, with film. Cool Runnings is a, no, um, but you watch films, yeah. right? Because you like good, I movie like good making. stories, right? Good yeah. stories. These are successful films in a totally different way. Mm. Because they're just they're turn they off your brain, films, they but they didn't lose money. They actually made a lot of yeah. money. Well, Adam right? Adam Sandler knows how to market to the yeah. average Joe. Yeah, right. Yeah, the average moviegoer, like a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how much money do you think you've put in Adam Sandler's pockets? Not a lot. To be honest, I've really? seen almost none of the movies he's produced. I haven't seen Grown Ups, any of the. Mo- Win some tickets to see Adam Sandler. Back to I've the just sport. never been we're interested. Get, we're get I back. like his movies. Like I loved Happy Gilmore. I love Billy Madison. I liked Uncut Gems. Um, Who's the worst guy that you've made richer? Isn't that a good question? That is a good question. I don't mind. Who's yours? He's not a bad guy, but The Rock. I've I've seen so many of his movies. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy, guy. but they're bad movies. They're awful movies, and I know it going into Mm -hmm. it, but I just still give him the money. Take it. Right. I'll watch it. I don't know. I'd love to hear from the listeners on this. I bought like, a Tucker Max book once. Oh, oh that's bad. Yeah, buddy. that was. He's a bad dude. He's, you were in a rough place not, around that yeah. time. I wanted to see what Spacey all the fuss. I, like I wanted that. to see what all the fuss was about. I should have taken it out from the library. Every but time I know they had it. Every time we use Twitter, are we putting money in Elon Musk's pocket? Very good answer. Only if you pay yes. for it. But his. But he's been losing on the investment there. Yes. Are you calling Adam Sandler a bad person? Because Andy goes to see his movie? No. Then why did you come up with this question? Just, That's what confused me. I just came me. up with it. I just came up with it. Who's I, the worst it was, guy? Off the, it, was, it was off the Larry the Cable guy. It's Kevin Spacey. Uh, it's it's got, I, I'm thinking about it's Kevin Spacey because I uh, many of my favorite movies he stars in and I own a bunch oh, of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I would probably pick Kevin Spacey. I really liked that show he had on Netflix for a couple of seasons. What was it? The one in Washington? Yeah, House of Cards. House of Cards. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. 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 I watched the original English one first. Oh, of course he did. Did, right, did you read the book? I read the book as well. Okay, let's do some sports. It's called British Prometheus. Colin in Tawasson, Swasson, 
Hashtag WWL, what we learned. The NBA has introduced a new player participation policy that is focused on the top 50 players in the league. I guess the star players won't be able to skip the in-season tournament now. Yeah, so it was funny. They they renamed the policy. So instead of the don't skip games policy, they now call it the participation policy. Right. right? Um, and I guess how it works is if you've been an NBA first team all-star or been named to an all-star game in the last three seasons... That is your classification for being a star. That so you are now um, anointed a star in the league's eyes, right? And now there are specific rules about games you can and can't sit out. What are some of the? Do you know the rules in the specifics? I don't have to put you on the spot because spe- you'll just make it up. Yeah, uh, you have to try really hard. <laughs> no, you have to. There, it's. I, there's something about um, back-to-backs not being involved. But I don't have the specifics on the amount of games you can sit out in a week or if it's correlated to their national television schedule. Mm. Like, I want to sit out Christmas. And they're like, no, NBA star, you can't do that. I don't, I'm not 100% positive. So. so a lot of people have uh, answered the worst guy we've oh, made okay. richer. Yeah, I'm not going to read the answer. Right. Yeah, I kind of felt like we were going down a dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous <laughs> road here. You knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Brendan in Surrey. That's the guy. What we learned, the highest unclimbed mountain, Muchu Chish. I don't think that's spelled right. You could have looked it up. I did, and it's spelled, I can't remember, I can't remember the pronunciation. Spelled in a way I don't like. Yeah, uh, was unofficially (laughs) climbed, was unofficially climbed last week, leaving the Canucks Stanley Cup the next largest unconquered mountain. I like that. Do you guys have any uh, desire whatsoever to climb a big mountain? No, I haven't. No, even, like, I've never done the gross thing. grind. I've never even done that. So <laughs> I've never looked at a mountain and been like, I need to get to the top of that. I'd be yeah. like, I'd be like, is there an elevator? I, I get the allure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's a huge. Um, it, it's a man and not man-made. This is like nature presenting a gigantic challenge. Like this was here well before you existed. Can you topple nature? I get that. What terrifies me? The idea of what are those called? Like a crevice. Where it just opens up on the mountain, You've, and you uh, can you can just like fall into this like a ravine. No, like you know you know the, uh, when you're climbing a mountain. Uh, I mean, we, you've we, seen we, touching the void, right? No, the two the two Englishmen that tried to climb Sula Grande. Did they end up touching it? No, one of them fell into a crevasse. A crevice. They, yeah, crevasse, as they say in uh, right. in England. And it goes, it's a documentary. It's like, they're like so deep too. Yeah. You're, well, he just, go, it goes through the... And you're like, I've fallen into a crevasse. Yeah, and I mean, so his, the, the, the thing is... is we that, were going to save you, but you said crevasse, <laughs> so we're not going to now. You pretentious <laughs> dick. Um, I, the interesting thing is that the one climber, leaves his friend essentially for dead because he's like, well, he's fallen into the crevasse. I can't get him out single-handedly. And he's probably gone now. And the guy somehow survives. And the guy that survives never holds it against his climbing partner mm. for leaving him. He right. says, like, that was the decision that he had to make in that moment because if he tried to save him, there's a very good chance that both of them would have perished, right? Okay. So that's a great, like, choice for you and Don't I. Don't you think you that's terrifying, though? It was incredibly idea? terrifying. That, Watch- that you're, you're like... Well, uh, one of the risks of mountain climbing is that the uh, ground opens up and swallows you into so, a frozen grave. <laughs> there's your challenge now. Go watch Touching the Void. I, I thought you would have seen it. It is kind of terrifying. 
the text message. Let's go climbing. Let's do it. You want to do a team outing? Sure. The four of us? We could start small. You want to get crevasses around the We could get up to the the top of SFU. That's Burnaby Mountain. You've accomplished that if you can get up there. Soon there'll be a I can't even get a tea time there. Uh, What we learned, I learned today that I am definitely a Vancouver guy. I didn't even know there was a North and South Delta. There is. How? There is. How did you? There is. Come on. Us city folk, we oh, we don't care. You ever taken a ferry before? Is there an East Delta or a West Delta? Yeah, we wear like a blindfold. <laughs> it's a peninsula. East and West are water. Uh, Hold the windows, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where every time I, I I go outside of Vancouver, I'm like in I'm like Chevy Chase and I'll yeah. roll them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burnaby Berto with a what we learned. Hashtag WWO what we learned. Uh, Kuzmenko is going to score more goals now that he's cut back on high-carb, high-sugar desserts. Uh, it was a waffle, so technically I think he was eating it for breakfast, but point taken. Uh, I will be interested to see if <laughs> Kuzmenko's rededication to fitness and how it jives with, uh, let's be honest, an unsustainable shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. The regression isn't going to come because he's crushing Nutella or not. The regression is going to come because it's going to be really difficult to shoot it at 27% this year. It just is. I know lots of his goals were uh, high percentage conversions. Like, yeah. I'm standing in front of the net and there is no goalie. Thank you I for that easy in, pass, right? And there was a lot of those. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's just the, you know, it's numbers work in a certain way and oftentimes they regress to the mean i don't think that andre kuzmenko is gonna uh reshape how we understand shooting percentages just that's the common thing in the nhl is you don't shoot it at 27 percent. so it's, it's a nice little anecdote about swearing off nutella and waffles and everything else but the reality of it is if he doesn't get to 39 goals next year it's probably just because he regressed to the mean jason in new west what we learned my boss would prefer i didn't sleep at my desk hmm. go mariners Congrats, Chiefs. Oh, is the Man Cup over? Did the Chiefs win the Man Cup? I got to know about this. You can't ask me all these things on the spot. (laughs) We really uh, do not have the respect of the lacrosse community here. We don't talk enough lacrosse, according to the lacrosse community. That hurts me. I honestly don't know anything. Six Nations won it last night. I don't know anything about the sport. Six Nations defeated New West. I'm your sounding board. What do you need to know? Five. did they who won last night? <laughs> what do they call the sticks? Do they call it what do, what do they call the thing at the end of the stick? Is it a basket? Oh, that's a good question. I actually don't even. So you don't even know that. Well, you're asking technical details. Technical like, details about the, about the main thing you use. Well, yeah, I don't know if hockey stick. I know a it's, a, it's a blade. You put the ball's in the pocket. That's what they call the little net part. Well, that's what I asked. Okay, you. So we are a professional sports show. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you asked me like a specific. Question about the stick. I thought you were talking about like the rules of the sport. I was a referee. Well, you knew, but you okay? Well, then you just be like, hey, watch your pocket, right? Like, <laughs> are you allowed to slash in lacrosse? You can knock the ball out of the stick as soon as you contact. Well, they, they let a lot go. It seems like they the let ball. a lot. They go, do, right? But if you wind up and two hand a guy intentionally, it's still a slashing penalty. Okay, it's technically. What are some other penalties? Uh, well, there's a, <laughs> one that from working with uh, refereeing younger kids, another mm-hmm. one that you actually you do more teaching than refereeing. What they like to do is as they're uh, cradling down the floor, they stick the, uh, the, the net to their face. 
So then you can't knock it out of their their mm. stick, right? Because oh, then you got to hit them in the face to get right. it out of their. So or you got you got to blow it down. You can't pin it against oh, your you body. Oh, you can't pin it against so your body. A lot I of kids, didn't know that. Yeah, so a lot of kids like to try that because oh, if they try to knock it out of my stick, they're gonna get a high sticking penalty. A lot of kids mm-hmm. are spoon, no. spoon and eggers. I know that one. Spoon and that's where you 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 carry the ball. How like, are you supposed to carry it? You're supposed to cradle it, right? You're supposed to move cradle it back as and you're not supposed to run with go back and flat. This is like listening to late night American sports radio try and talk about hockey. That's what yeah, this yeah. is right now. Uh, what's the one with the ice and the rings and the stone? <laughs> ah, that's curling. Okay. But there are a lot of rules to lacrosse that mm-hmm. hockey fans are confused by. So if there's anyone that needs clarification. Would I'm you here. say it's a combination between hockey and basketball? The way it's the way it's flows, yes. Can it, you pick? Uh, you can't have a moving pick. You can have a standing but pick. But you can so have a pick. You can have a pick if you're standing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, here's what we learned from Chris and Duncan. A really, really, really late what we learned. I learned that the Detroit Lions have won 10 of their last 11 games. Yeah, we should start getting focused on the Lions, Jason, because it's a pretty big game for the Seahawks this weekend in Detroit against the 1-0 and Lions after coming off an absolute stinker in week one. I will be very curious to see this game because the Seahawks have never been awesome going back east and playing the 10 a.m. game. It's always been, you know, you get the built-in excuses, right? We're like, ah, we're in a different time zone. We're on a new coast. We're playing first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I'm not ready to hit the panic button or, you know, start lighting the world on fire if they go 0-2, but I know that you're close in large part because of just how bad the week one loss was. It wasn't that they lost. That was a part of it, but they looked putrid and compared with how good the Niners looked and how good to a lesser extent the Cowboys looked yeah I mean that's a big... what, what's the point of this of if they, well if <laughs> I, I, the, the point game? is to actually go and do something in the playoffs right you play the game like is they are they just going to go even if they do make the playoffs are they just going to go in there and just get smoked again the biggest well I mean after week one and this is in large part because the Niners looked so good and so comprehensive and whipping the Steelers in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is what we thought might be a shrinking of the gap between the two NFC West teams might have actually expanded right like I'm like I, the Niners might be better than they were last year because they mm-hmm. got a full season of Christian McCaffrey yeah and Brock pretty so good yeah well. <laughs> I'm not ready to do it. I'm, it's going to take me a long time before I acknowledge Brock Purdy being good. Okay. Like, quietly I will, but publicly. Okay. It's just Brock Purdy. Right. Still Mr. Irrelevant to me. All right, that's my hot take. We all have hot takes, right? Mine, I would take Brock Purdy over Dak Prescott. I don't care what Mike Tannier says. Nice. Way to end on a horn. Okay, it's been a fun day. Tomorrow, Ask Us Anything Friday, and we're going to be giving away another pair of Adam Sandler tickets, so be sure to tune in for that. You can start sending them now. Dunbar Lumber text line 650-650. What we learns and ask us anything's tomorrow. Both will get you Sandler tickets. All you got to do is put a ticket emoji in the text. It's been fun. It's been real, but we got to get out of here. Signing off. I have been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Back to school to prove to Dad that I'm not a fool.